Hey there, homies. It's one of the Kansas City Kaijins, Brandon, and I'm here to say we got another great episode of the Podzuki Super Secret Sentai Side Project. I think I got it right this time. Please don't check the title in the description. As always, we got you a special guest. It's none other than Luke Evans Flip. That's right. We also got one of the original Podzuki bad boys on for the side project. I'm sure you get what I'm doing with this at this point. As always, if you like the podcast, let us know. You can email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll read whatever you send us uh, on air. And then you can also get us at Twitter, if it's still around. Just at Podzuki. We just got Podzuki, which is pretty nice. Um, you know, like, rate, subscribe, whatever they're doing. We're on all the Spotify, podcast, whatever things for podcasting. Y- you know what I mean. Just l- let's get to the episode. What are we doing here? Come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa Keep my business off the ground Switch my style like I switch hands Going on war in foreign land Fuck out the way, bitch, back it up Shit better get played in the palace Wait Everybody's in a good place mentally um, I just, I mean, I assume, but I don't want to, I don't want to project um, Speak for yourself, right Kirk, man okay. I'm getting stoned as we speak <clears throat> Alright um, Which, hey, that's, uh I, I think the entire attitude of that has changed so much Now that it's legal that, like, old-school narc boss that everybody used to have can't do shit anymore. I love that powers drop, because I think about that every time. Oh, dude, getting stoned at, at work parties yeah. and stuff is just the best now. And just being able to, like, talk about it. They're like, oh, what'd you yeah. do yesterday? I'm like, oh, you know. Smoked a tremendous yeah. amount of marijuana. Smoked, you know, I was smoking weed, cleaning the house. You don't have yeah. to be like, I was cleaning the house and listening to Christian music. You know, it's like... <laughs> Thinking uh, about God. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm an effing adult, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, it, it is nice. I feel like also when... I think the best part of the changes is when it's somebody you don't expect. My my current boss at my job is like an older um, gentleman, probably like in his late 60s. Really quiet, keeps himself, wears a cool leather jacket, and he just talks about how he spends his weekends getting high. I'm like, this dude rules. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, there, there's definitely been uh, some relaxation around uh, discussing it, but I definitely did the really dumb thing of one time <clears throat> uh, stopping at home to smoke a joint before stopping by the office at work. Oh, no. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. And I'm driving a company car. I can't do that, right? Yeah. So, you know, I immediately get sniffed out and called out. And my first excuse was like, well, you know, I have a medical card, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick, okay? <laughs> You're actually oppressing me right yeah. now. I just realized i got to turn off the dehumidifier here. While we Does your medical card say that you can uh, <laughs> drive the company car high? <laughs> and you're like, that's confidential. Actually, the card says I should. It doesn't That's say. I never said how much I smoked. <laughs> I forgot what comic does it, but uh, I saw a clip and it's uh, in the comedy cellar. Is that the New York one, the cellar? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and the guy's talking about how. Yeah, that's where I hang out with my friend Louis. <laughs> yeah. Just talking about what we do with our free time, some techniques we like for, uh, you know. He's, he's talking about pot. Just hang out in the green room. Save any LA stuff. Yeah. Well, like, we ask first and then tell them to open the door slow. Okay, yeah. just not. <laughs> oh, boy. It, it <laughs> he's like, uh, paranoia is a symptom of weed. He's like, now that it's legal, it's funny that that symptom's gone. Away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, I don't feel my paranoia anymore. <laughs> I mean, it really, I mean, cause <coughs> if you're being honest about all that stuff, and this is the non-funny part of, like, how many people's lives were ruined for charges on, like, oh, yeah. a small amount of skunk weed that yeah. in certain states could just put you away forever. I just think about those types of narcs and, like, how they just want that power so bad. And they're like, oh, well, I just gotta do abortion now. Yeah. It's like, 
What's the second coolest thing, you know? <laughs> oh, wait, that's right, trans people. We can go yeah. for them. They do like to complain about the smell. Yeah. There's so many, like, New York... Uh, thinkers writing think pieces oh, that, about that tweet that everybody is making fun you of. You can't you can't go anywhere in New York without having to smell somebody's marijuana anymore. Cool. What was the one he's like? I saw two youths and I said you should get your life together. And like he just everybody was making fun of him. He's like, oh, you thought this was a banger tweet, didn't you? Yeah, that guy <laughs> just got rolled pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, he walked into a wall. Mm. Walked right. into a Twitter. Oh yeah, wall. Happy Santos Day too, by the way. So. That was pretty fucking funny. Actually, uh, there's a. Oh, did he get indicted? Right. He had. I got full criminal charges. I think. And everything. Hey. This is uh, this is a very visual tweet, but um, there's a picture of George Santos. I'm going to show you guys. Uh, it's it's a very washed out. He's wearing sunglasses. Oh, he looks he kind of like powder. He's, he's got blood. He doesn't lips. look happy. He Bangers. looks. Yeah. He, he does look like he has dick sucking lips. <laughs> you can really see the pink in him. Uh, but he also looks like kind of fucking hot like does he not look like that's a pretty kind good, of that's fucking a, slick he's got pick of them this tweet is just <laughs> this is cunt yeah. the tweet he's associated serving. with it is this is cunt yeah. <laughs> so george sand i mean like he's he's serving cunt out the door isn't it i just think it's funny that we have him in and we have DeSantis, and it's like did the evil name generator break when they're making them like these are too similar <laughs> gotta get creative with this thing you know he's a I, I, we might have talked about I just look funny how the beer noises I, um, <laughs> I think it was funny between this and maybe another episode we were talking about him and I, I think I brought up he DeSantis is one of those people that has a demon face like anytime I've seen him talk and the looks he gives it's like that's not a human that is literally a poorly done demon trying to blend in with human society yeah and there's flies around yeah. him in his press conference just yeah. the, the most evil eyes I've seen on a white dude in a very long time he yeah, looks like he should have six fingers and an AI generated he might have been a hellcat and angel or a very patient demon yeah. <laughs> okay I think that's the energy we need for starting this welcome to I, I gotta write the name down I gave it a really long title when I decided to do this side project for Podzuki where we're talking uh, Super Sentai um, it's it's at the top of the episode description. What Is it even Super Sentai yet? Isn't it something it's, else? It's go, it's uh, Himitsu uh, Go Ranger Sentai, I believe. I, well, I can't believe I'm doing this podcast and I have to look it up. <laughs> okay, we all have to look it up. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Go Ranger, Go Ranger. So no set to Luke, how was your intro to the to the show? I mean, like, just watching it for the first time, because yeah. I knew it existed. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I was close. It's Simitsu since I go Ranger. I just got out of order, so... It's good. I mean, it did super silly, and it's, like, crazy 70s, which is, like, uh, yes. I, I appreciated that. They were definitely, like, shooting it on the cheap. Like, they were, like, had, like, it kind of down... Not quite down to an art. I'm sure eventually they got, like, they... I'm sure they were pumping these out, like, having to film a whole bunch of them oh, yeah. in quick succession... But they're also, I wonder, like, because how long was uh, Cayman Rider around before this came around? Because 1971. So, so this is before. Years. Years. Yeah. yeah, so this came out in 1975, four years later. And they're both Chitaro Shinomori. They are. Both of the mangas that he did for them are supposed to be good. I haven't actually read the Kamen Rider one. Um, I get it for my friend for Christmas because he loves camp <laughs> like I do. And, like, I got it. It's like, oh, this is going to be funny because it's so bizarre looking. And he's like, hey, Brandon, this is, like, legitimately, like, a good manga. <laughs> like, you should check it out. Like, it is fucked up crazy, but it's, like, it's supposed to be pretty decent. I kind of want to take a stab at it and read it before um, the release of Shin Kamen Rider in May 31st when it's coming out. I don't know when something's going to release, but it's going to be around then. Um, 
But yeah, it's uh, the production and all that's interesting. If you want to know the timeline of like the big tokusatsu shows, uh, Ultraman came out in 1966. Kamen Rider, which was the next big one, was 1971. And this was kind of like the next big trendsetter, which was 1975. And um, I'm wondering if uh, the, the Thunderbirds was an inspiration on Thunderbirds it. were a big inspiration for this. And Especially, yeah, this first season where like the, the only like cool... like vehicle they have is the uh gyrocopter yeah. well, i can't remember yeah. what they call it the v something something with a v Ooh. but that just made and the way it came out of the us. hangar really made me think of thunderbirds i can't believe it's taken us this long to get to that pole. <laughs> honestly yeah. is it the go copter is that what it's called or am i i think you're making that one up it's well i am the... i am watching the dub too so they probably made they probably called the well. go copter yeah, yeah no it does have a different thunderbirds name. was 1966 the same year it's uh, early enough Ultraman. to where they could have been inspired um, by it I mean, I'm just stealing this bit from the Dana Gould hour, but he has a really great history uh, section he does. Gex? Not Gex. Uh, it is Gex. I mean, he is Gex, but yeah. not about Gex. I tweeted at him once, like, do you ever miss being Gex? And he never got back to me. <laughs> Which means he's just, like, looking at a picture of him pawing at it. Like, yeah, I miss you. Your tweets hurt me. Yeah. Um, I never got to kill Zerg. But uh, the reason I mentioned he did a, a very interesting segment about 1966 was the first year of, like, uh, color in television <clears throat> so you have thunderbirds that came out then but also you have like famously the star trek episodes um that one uh voyage to the center of the earth or whatever that is journey the i forgot the name of that one and then of course the Batman's, rich chocolatey center of the earth <laughs> yeah the rich chocolatey center of the earth and then of course uh batman 66 um so i mean ultraman was actually part of that in japan because that's also 1966 when it came out and well, it definitely it had like like japan like taking like american pop culture because i know that got really big and like that's all we know about like like anime and shit they have big eyes because of donald duck comics mm -hmm. and like that crap they just took it and made it their own yeah i mean shout out to carl Bar or barks again you know the guy who did the donald duck comics pretty yeah. great um yeah so thunderbirds was a pretty big hit in japan as well so that's why that inspiration's in a lot of these series because it's the same thing with Ultraman as well as they all have like these different little planes that fly around that are obviously on strings with little fireworks attached to the back of them. Yeah, and then whenever way. they worked the throttle, it was a human hand because I guess they just couldn't get a marionette to convincingly do that. <laughs> but then, <laughs> it's really funny. It, but then in the live action Thunderbirds movie, whenever they had somebody doing the throttle, they made it a marionette hand <laughs> as a little like reference. And that movie was directed by Jonathan Frakes. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. He's a real raconteur, that fella. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, that is pretty shocking, but it would be funny if he's like, and that was uh, directed by David Fincher. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how Jonathan Frakes really wants to like be known as a director. Like, that is sort of like the way that he primarily sort of credits himself. Yeah, uh, it always general. be Xanatos to me. <laughs> he's yeah, like, but everybody knows. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, he, he can't, and I don't think he hates being known as Will Riker. I think no. he he likes that part of himself, but. I think he would maybe like to be respected a bit more as a director. No, nah, he'll always be Ripley from Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah. <laughs> I love the compilation of him telling you you're wrong. Yeah. Not <laughs> by a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, we, I realize we've gone this long in the episode, we've not introduced ourselves. I'm one of the Kansas City Kaijins, Brandon Kirkman. To you. Uh, I am the giant sentient pot leaf. Oh no, my ears keep falling off. <laughs> my name is Ear Ear Earweed Mask. Oh, <laughs> Earweed Mask today. My ears keep falling off. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about a weird one this episode. <laughs> I'm just subbing in yeah. for Nathan Parker. Yeah, and I'm a uh, uh, president of the number one super fun Mumble Ranger fan club, 
Zach boys. She's killing it again. Let's let's just. Oh I mean, god, I have. I mean, her so and, much to say. We, I mean, for the past episodes, we talked about all the Rangers, but really for this series, I feel like you cannot go wrong with both Yellow Ranger Daita and then the Momo Ranger played by, which I still think is funny, is that her name's Peggy in the series. Peggy. Um, yeah, it's we've been liking it. We have our special uh, secret super sentai guest, <laughs> Luke uh, Flip, who you might know from Podzuki. Uh, big shock, we did it, Martin and you in a row. Yeah, hello, how are you? <laughs> he became German <laughs> last time. He's been going through a lot. Um, but, you know, I mean, Germany this time of year in, in Belgium is beautiful. I know Belgium's not technically... Wait, Belgium is a part of Germany, right? I don't fucking know. This is no, the geography the hour. It's the same country. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I think... I think, I'm not 100 percent sure. I only know the joke from uh, uh, in Bruges. I'm gonna I, I'm uh, Google it now. There's only uh, Belgium's only known for two things: uh, chocolate and pedophiles. I know. They I only know. invented the chocolate to get to the kids. And I know uh, Prague's in Germany. But yeah, Belgium's its own uh, place. Right? Yeah. That's because of the Franz Kafka rock opera from home movies. <laughs> oh, Belgium is that weird thing where it's like in Germany, but it's its own country. Okay. Like, like, I know Dr. Evil was from up. there. Yeah, it's yeah. governed... It has its own... Does it have its own, like... Uh, I wonder if it like goes to the UN. Is it like a Puerto Rico situation? It, it feels like it is the more marine, but I really should just take a listen on geography and world uh, just uh, politics and actually learn things. Because, I mean, they don't teach you that in school. Well, we're all just here to speculate about yeah. it, so... <laughs> uh, listeners at home, email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at podzuki. What is Belgium? We'd like to know... <laughs> Teach us how to read a map. Yeah. Um, also, uh, you know, maybe if you have any fun secrets or tips about going to Belgium, also the birthplace of Dr. Evil is pointed out. Um, the Belgium by Sylvia Plathenhofer. Yeah. But yeah, let's get into it. We're, we're, we're on the ninth episode of uh, Himitsu uh, Sentai Go Ranger. Uh, the title of this episode is Blue Shadow, Vire Balloon, Secret Strategy. The Vire Balloon is their little ship. Incredible episode titles yeah. this week. Oh, there's some really good ones coming <laughs> We got up. some yeah. bangers. They're going off. Um, it's just, it's my favorite thing with these episodes because like, I know it's, it's very old. A lot of the tropes come from this and the writing's always super direct and it was made for children but it just opens with episodes like, hey, we're just trying out this freeze ray right now. Hopefully nothing, <laughs> hopefully nothing bad goes down. <laughs> hopefully we're going to be fine. Um, we did make the freezeway strong enough to freeze the entire Earth, but, you know, we're being respectful. Well, in most of these episodes, it seems like Eagle makes something that I can't think there's any practical purpose for, and it's <laughs> stolen just <trying> <laughs> by uh, the Black Cross Army. Yeah, they're basically manufacturing things that could be Black Cross weapons. We'll figure out Especially how to use it later. in episode, like, 11, I think it is, where the dude... He's like, everybody loves him because he created a, a bomb that could, control, could could destroy the planet. Yeah. And like, what what are the, well, how would you take that to the UN and sell it? <laughs> I, I feel like, I'm just thinking out loud here right now, which is, I feel like Eagle is like Russia and America in 1980, and the Black Cross is Iraq. And it's like, yeah, sure, they did some bad terrorist stuff, but the, the, the US and, the Iraq, and Russia... Just can't stop selling them weapons. They just can't stop giving them contraband and saying like, "Hey, buddy, don't worry about it. It's a Cold War. Let's all have fun. Here's some rocket launchers. Here's some AK-47s." Uh, one of my favorite strains of marijuana uh, is a 9/11 joke. It's called "Ghosts of the Mujahideen." 
<laughs> okay, yeah, explain this one. <laughs> the Mujahideen was the uh, uh, the Afghani fighting uh, freedom fighting force that was funded by the CIA and Donald Rumsfeld in the eighties. That eventually Become turned into Al Qaeda, the Taliban, Al Qaeda, and Al Qaeda. Well, they became Al Qaeda specifically. Yeah, they didn't yeah. become the Taliban. They became Al Qaeda. We have funded so many resistance and rebellion groups to make sure that we get a pro-capitalist leader or dictator in place. Through and, crack cocaine. And it's it's backfired almost every time. You think that the CIA would be like, hey, let's hold up. Let's maybe not do this. And I, I have a feeling they have not gotten to that point still yet with it, you hearing world politics going on. A lot on. of uh, wily coyote energy from the yeah. central. Yeah. Well, the last podcast did a whole series on like the creation of the CIA and like the, how it started out as the OS, OSS. And basically like... Back then, secret agents were just self-important dickheads. Yeah. You know, like just people who were like... <laughs> There's two cal- brothers that I remember that started that are just insane people. The Dulles brothers. Yeah, you got it. Uh, and I uh, was just... Did a job. I'm a locksmith. I was doing a job in a neighborhood that I hadn't been in in a while. And realized that Chicago has a public elementary school uh, named after John Foster Dulles. Oh my shit. <laughs> yeah. That's so uh, weird. It looks like not a really well-maintained building. <laughs> I mean, fitting. Um, How can you tell from all the other not very well-maintained <laughs> buildings in the city? Believe it or not, it stood out as <laughs> John Foster Dulles Elementary. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Uh, yeah, there's a really great uh, two episodes of Behind the Bastards on the Dulles Brothers. Phenomenal. Cosine. Yeah. I, uh, that's a, po- you know, this is, we're going on a lot of weird tangents. That's a podcast I like, but I, I take breaks from because like, God bless the host, Robert Evans does a lot of good research, but sometimes I'm like, okay, you're doing too many dead baby jokes spiritually. It's maybe the only way I could put it. Yeah. I can't <laughs> consume it on a weekly basis. Yeah. I mean, God bless him. Great writer does the research, but sometimes it's like, okay, well I just gave you the worst <clears> news in the world. Now it's time to joke about it for 20 minutes. I'm like, it's I can't brutal. be, I can't be there mentally with you every time, but I do like it every, in brief, uh. I listened to the Synanon episode because Paul F. Tompkins was the guest for it. That, that was, was a great banger. one. Yeah. Oh, man. Any, anything with Paul F. Tompkins. He's such a good guest. It's yeah. just, it never can go wrong. We, we hey, should he get tweeted at you once. We should get him. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I just tell him, like, that. hey, you remember the hat bone? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I drew the, the Philly mascot. Uh, Philly fanatic? The Philly fanatic, but I drew his skeleton, and he really liked it and tweeted at me, and it felt very good. Oh, fuck, man. That must have been incredible. Yeah, because I've, I've also, t- on Twitter, there was another tweet that went pretty big where I drew the skeleton of Alf for a friend that commissioned me to do it. Um, <laughs> did he have a cat in his stomach? I did want to do that joke, but I didn't <laughs> execute it, so I feel kind of bad still. I mean, it's, it's canonical. Anyways, we're really getting off the things here. Uh, episode 9, it's the Blue Shadow of Air Blue and Secret Strategy, like I think the title, there's a freeze ray. We don't need to, like, make it, like, uh, a whole surprise, but they steal the freeze ray. Black Cross, uh, <laughs> they steal the freeze ray. Uh, once again, horrible deaths for all the people involved. Um, yeah, they, 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 they freeze and then they fall over and explode. Yeah, but, like, they did a really cool job, it's like a dust explosion, like a, a cold dust storm explosion yeah they, they shatter into like a powder yeah, yeah it's like oh, what they've got for the show they've got i wonder if they had some kind of deal with the government because they shoot a lot of this at some dam right yeah like they, yeah like they, they like they have like maybe like maybe the tv network was like publicly owned so they were able like hey can we just film here for the yeah. day or like in like little small countrysides they're a bunch shooting. of little charges a bunch of little like dirt charges and, like, three Jeeps. 
<laughs> I just think it's so funny that the Black Cross Army, they don't have any cool vehicles. They just have, like, Jeeps that these cr- weird-looking villains and Once again, cumbersome I like, costumes. I like their logo, weird. though, a lot, too. Uh, we got... The, the villain this time is Witch Mask. Oh, uh, my God. Great, great name. This is, I think, the first time... Great name, better laugh. Be- great laugh. Love the energy. Love the staff. There's a lot... There's more staff hijinks than I was expecting this episode. Oh, yeah, for real. Um... Yeah, she Baba Yagen is what I wrote down for the notes. Uh, I would say this is the first time the costume has been kind of like, okay, we could have maybe spent a little more time on it because it looks too much like a like a witch costume mask you'd see like at a, a spirit Halloween, if you will. But at um, least the person could like turn left and right without any yeah. issues, unlike the other costume. Oh, I know which one. we're getting there. Yeah, we're, I think we're going to spend a lot of time talking about a certain <laughs> mask from one of these episodes. Very confusing choice. Um, as I've said too for this podcast, I've been keeping a curry count for the Yellow Ranger. Daita, our favorite big boy, loves eating curry. Um, curry count for this episode is poisoned. This is the first time a, a monster... Well, I mean, if he sees it, it's a little ball that attacked them earlier, yeah. and then it turns into curry, and he eats he it. just fucking eats it. Wait, but I... Okay, so but a moment later, he... I think he was faking actually being poisoned. Like, he wanted Which to get captured. I didn't know you could do. I didn't know you could actually <laughs> poison <laughs> item and be like, ah, I was faking he it. He does say he tricked him, but it doesn't matter. He still gets caught. Yeah. Because it, she, uh, witch, witch, witch mask, which I thought was supposed to be a woman, but I think it's supposed to be a man. Because I think they use male pronouns for them. Yeah. But, like, the witch mask staff gets stuck to his head. Which I'm wondering how much of this with the fighting was just like, just do something and we'll... Because they... It, it's all shot MOS, right? They dubbed it in later. The actor playing Dida was having so much fucking fun with that scene, and I loved it. <laughs> Just well, jumping that, up and down. But also with the curry, you can definitely see why he's one of the people who has to ride in the sidecar. Yeah. And Peggy's a woman, so you have to do that. Yeah. And he's the, the fat one. And I feel like, that's like I thought about uh, G-Force, a.k.a. Battle of the Planets, yeah. a lot while watching this. Like, Wasn't the fat one in that one the yellow guy as well? <laughs> And then the cool one was the green one, and the leader, I think, was blue in G-Force, but yeah. in this one, it's red, obviously. We did the research, too, and it was 1981 when that came out, so it's kind of interesting that you can see the evolution of it kind of taking a lot from Super Sentai, but also the forming robots, I believe, was like 1979 was the first one they had in um, Super Sentai, so it beat it by a few years before Voltron kind of like did the whole thing, but you know, they're all... It's all cool. I like a big robot that fights a guy. I think it's just me. I mean, I don't need to look at it at a deeper level. It's going to make me happy. Yeah. Um, I uh, do... There's I, a, can I just point out, there's a couple of... Uh, he, uh, there's like... I, I, I wrote in my notes, Curry Boy Crush Attack. Because at the beginning of this episode, there's a fight scene where he just he just, he does his like incredible, I'm going to squeeze you so hard because I'm Curry Boy. It's either this episode, there's one where he just says, I'm so angry, and breaks the guy's back. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, is it E-Honda who does that? that kill, 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 yeah, kill, yeah. kill! <laughs> Uh, he does that, and he also uh, he, he, it's like sort of turned into a regular thing where he says he's he's um, I forget what the name of the mountain that he says he's going to turn into when you make him angry and he's going to explode because he's a volcano. Oh yeah, his little volcano attack. He's starting into poetry during the fights. I really like that. <laughs> he has a bunch of like lines. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I wrote down too. Is does the red mask have mole man powers? Because they never established why he can just. <sighs> I fucking Bar- died. Buried to the ground. And then just his head pops up and then he jumps on the Jeep, which seems like a really weird plan, but somehow it works. <laughs> like, there's, a, it, there's a hard cut to a close-up of some 
just like loose dirt on the ground, and he just like wiggles. And he like wiggles his little face up. Oh yeah, when, dirt, when, uh, when, like a, like a little plant. Yeah. When he denears himself underneath the jeep to yeah. get into the camp. <laughs> Which once again, like they all eventually just kind of storm the camp. I don't know why he had to do that, but it was fun to watch. Um, also, I, I don't know if I was like not noticing. He just pulls a gun out and starts shooting people. This episode, did he always have that gun? I've never seen that. I've never and seen that he's either. got the gun in the like drawing. Yeah, the, in the middle of the episode. Oh. He debuts a couple of um, features. They all kind of have a couple of new things in these episodes. That yeah. it was kind of did exciting. they did Peggy use a mirror in this episode or is that the next episode? This the next episode. She, okay. Next episode, yes. Her mirror attack is fucking sick. Yeah, the mirror was used in the very first episode, I think, but like briefly. So they brought that back, which is fun. Um, yeah, I do, I don't know. I think it is funny thing of like the interstitials for the commercials where they have the drawing of the gun is almost like a uh, I would say like um, what am I forgetting his name, the one guy Chekhov's gun. Except it literally is Chekhov's gun, where it's like here's the gun he's gonna have, and then later in the episode <laughs> he just has a gun <laughs> shooting people. Uh, I don't know. Something about that is just ridiculous and fun. They uh, also did, did the henchmen have a name like soldiers, like soldiers, yeah, soldiers. Yeah. Well, it's, I like and like I watched a bit of the first episode, not the whole thing, but they just their sound effect is a bit more like like a dude, just like, uh, uh. Yeah. but then they just make them go like, wee, wee, yeah. hey! <laughs> they, they make like four or five different noises depending on like if they're walking or running or flying through the air yeah, or, or horny. Dying. <laughs> <laughs> or horny. Yeah. It just always sounds like they're saying wee to me. Yeah. Very similar to the shocker grunts from uh, Common Rider, which famously go "ee," uh, which I don't know why they decided on that, but it's been going as a ongoing gag since 1971 at this point. So it's kind of uh, the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, it's, it's kind of that. Oh man, going back, ah! <laughs> going back to the H bomber uh, guy <laughs> video. I always thought the Wilhelm scream for a while was the "ah," like the really deep one that's in a lot of other movies, but I found out that was a different one. Watching that video about the Wilhelm scream. Um, it was actually about the Roblox. Oof. Yeah, oof. <laughs> but then basically just about Tommy Tellerico being a lying piece of shit. Yeah. What an insane person. <laughs> Listeners at home, if you're not familiar, just type H-Bomber guy on YouTube and then watch the oof dot uh, sound effect or whatever it is. Yeah. Or, or look up in television Amico. Mm. You'll find out a lot about it. Yeah, it's, it's wild stuff. Um, yeah, so we basically get to the end of the episode. This one's a little bit more formulaic, so I don't think we need to spend too much time breaking it down. Um, I did write that, uh, the soccer ball has been upgraded with different colors now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It changes colors and it has spikes at the end. Now it has spikes. So which, it, before that, it wasn't that? It before was just, it was just a silver painted soccer ball. Yeah. Well, even later on when they do the soccer ball, like it might've even been in episode 12, like Peggy puts it down and you can see, you probably couldn't see it on like a 1970s Japanese yeah. TV, but you can see the like, uh, serial numbers or whatever on the volleyball <laughs> that they bought to be the volleyball. Yeah. Which, I don't even think they painted it. I think they just got a sound so of pink soccer ball. That's what it looks like. Now, <coughs> before uh, you watch this episode, did you know like that they were going to have like a different finisher and not any giant robots yet? or? I, I didn't know that, but I kind of guessed from the intro that there wasn't a giant robot, so that, uh, you're probably not going to see a giant robot later on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that didn't come until Battle Fever J, which is, like, two series after this. Um, but I do think, like, I, I talked about it in the first episode, all the DNA is there for, like, what it had become, I feel like, especially 
how they have the unique weapons, and then even in the later seasons of Super Sentai, they would like put their weapons together, and make like a huge ass cannon or something like that. I need to explain what exactly the Go Ranger powers are. Like I know they were Eagle agents already, then all their friends dot got killed. Yeah, there is a throwaway like line, and I think in the second or third episode that one of the scientists is like, "Yeah, I made those belts for you for those those power suits." That's basically like the only thing we're ever yeah, getting. Yeah. Um, like, do they become is mystical later on in later seasons, like it is in Power Rangers? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they get some really wild ones yeah. uh, from the later seasons. Um, not this one though. They're just they're a bunch they're a bunch of uh, just cool dudes who decide that they need special <laughs> costumes, which I'm all fine with. That they don't need to use all the time. Again, I I keep harping on this episode after yeah. episode, but they constantly go into battle without their fucking costumes on and then change into their costumes at some midpoint during the battle yeah. which seems to derail all of their operations every there's, single time there's no real rhyme or reason especially since they have the birdies so they can fly but yeah. sometimes when flying would really come in handy they, they don't, don't use it yeah. and not even a uh, throwaway it was like oh we don't have enough fuel to... no, I'm about to say wasn't there a gas crisis in like the 70s yeah. maybe they were like in yeah, America uh, I don't yeah. know about they should just show, like, a long line of, like, a bunch of Japanese people outside of their cars just, like, shrugging. Just a bunch of mecha just yeah, waiting outside of a gas station. That's why the gas crisis was there. <laughs> they had to find a cleaner, better burning fuel for mecha. Um, yeah, they went back to whale oil. Yeah. You know <laughs> what? I'm sure there was a sequence about that in um, uh, uh, Licorice Pizza. Oh, yeah. Great Licorice Pizza joke. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we know the Japanese scene. We know. Um... Uh, I, I feel like that's like a good summary for this episode because we can just go to the 10 episode, which this... I just want to point out one more thing. Yeah. One more thing is when he's... Um, when the the Yellow Ranger is wearing his underwear. Oh, yeah. He's down to his underwear. Why does he take he's his like, clothes off? God, dude. Well, I don't remember, but he's in his underwear. They're very loose. And he's very concerned about covering up his nipples. He keeps like pulling his his boxers like <laughs> up. Good joke. Well, I think he keeps giving himself right like a front wedgie to like try to. Well, he hide says his... later on they're loose when they tell him to raise his hands and he can't because he's holding his boxes up. I think he was just holding them up. Maybe he's just holding them up. But it is like he said he, he does was hold cold. them like all the way up to his chest. He know? said he was cold in the cell when Red saves him, and then they find the cloak. So like, okay, he can use the cloak to be warm, and then he'll pretend to be witch mask. But oh, he God, takes his so clothes funny. on to put the cloak on. And I takes his clothes off to put the cloak on for no reason. Yeah. Other yeah, than he's, like he's 1970s Japanese fat, which That's is not fat at all. That's how he got out of his clothes? Yeah. Yeah, Almost well, he was in clothes. They gave seconds. they got the robe, and you never see him take off his clothes. See, my problem for notes but is he I, just wrote the word, I just wrote the word hijinks. So. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is just to be I mean, funny, yeah. but it's also just like, Why? I did love their disguises. The scene with their disguises was pretty fun. Though. Yeah. And once again, more yeah. staff hijinks, too. Staff got a lot of play. Um, yeah, I feel like it, it, this was a fine episode, but I want to get to episode 10. because there's, yes. there's a lot going on with this one. This is, gonna, I think, like... Oh, wait. So the red balloon, wind speed at 100 meters. I feel like this is the first biblically accurate-looking mask that we got. He's fucked up looking, but, but it's really cool. <laughs> I really like the design for this one. He looks lot. very like a Mega Man boss. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. He yeah. has like the kind of weird eyes in the center. Kind of looks got like a little beak. Yeah, like, yeah. This whole episode was genuinely like very weird and different. I oh, feel like they it, tried a lot of stuff, and it it feels like episode ten. They're like, all right, let's up the ante a little. Yeah. I feel like the fights are getting a little more like uh, choreographed, and like uh, you have Peggy like 
soloing like a bunch of people, not transforming. Yeah, more choreographed, but there's definitely plenty of times when you can see their a kick or a punch is like almost two feet away. Oh, from. sure, yeah, they're not. They, I mean, uh, we're still at Star Trek. You're going to feel really stupid. They're punching so hard that the force is shooting them. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe you should read up a little more. Uh, <laughs> I, I, there's a really weird part with this where I think it was a soldier just like jumps at them and does a suicide bomber. I'm like, I didn't know they could do that. It was insane. Yeah, like I feel like just out of force of will they decided that. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of fun little countdowns in this episode too. Uh, I don't, I don't know why they decide to do this, but they have the one bomb after like Peggy kind of gets slightly captured. That they have slightly to... captured, she gets tortured with balloons. And she gets yeah, crucified. Just, I forgot. It okay, was like brutal. With... Yeah. Just a little, a little <coughs> light, playful torture. With um, balloons. Yeah, very menacing balloons. Just I, floating the thing out. I did like it with exploding gas. Yeah. when Because he... Uh, what's the name of the villain in this Wing one? Mask. Wing Which, Mask. Wing Mask. I like he was a little bit of a sweetheart to his hostage. You know, he's making sure he's taking good care Oh, God. At the end of the episode... Oh, my goodness. I was like... Oh. When, she, when she says... He was a nice old man. Yeah. To her. Yeah. <laughs> and then she lets a balloon go, and then the last shot is of her crying. Like it's I'm like, what? He should he are picked you... the line the wrong line of work. Yeah. Know? Are we like sympathetic? like is the Black Cross right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> fascism good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The they're nice to kids. I wonder so... how many of the writers on this to just never written anything before, so they're just flying by the seat of their pants. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You said this season was like eighty four seasons over two Eight, years. No, eighty five episodes. Eighty five episodes over two years. Yeah, which is technically it was one season they filmed almost all together and they just split it over for a So while. like this shit's not getting any rewrites. They're just oh, no. typing it oh, up no. and getting First draft. filming First it draft. as soon yeah. as possible. Though that's where Stanley Kubrick got his start, though. Oh no, it's yeah. They're just they're going at the at the hem of their seats. That's the thing, right? Yeah, the hem of the, the seats. seat of their pants. The seat of their pants. The seams are going. It'd be uh, hem of their pants. Like, the, the hem of, hem their, of their pants. I've never heard that before, the, but the, that would the hem of their power suits. They're yeah, just going they're, off on. You know. They're going off on the hem of the power suits. Um, yeah, we got like that, that, a, a malapropism. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Yeah. They. Uh, no, no, no! I just wanted to to jump back to talk about the the kidnapping of the child at the beginning, which was incredibly funny, because the the way that like the kid just like loves balloons and is obsessed with balloons. Yeah. And I want to talk about how much the kid loves balloons, which is like to the point of following people around who just offer her balloons. Right. Clearly endangering her life at least once, where she was aware of it this episode because she really likes balloons. Maybe just whoever wrote this one is a fan of uh, boring French films. Yeah, <laughs> or they, you know, there's there's, there's a fetish too. Yeah, uh, like French films, pretentious, boring French films. <laughs> That's also a fetish. There's also we got to bring up ninety nine Luft balloons as well. Great song. Um, it's weird that that kept playing the whole song, the through the whole episode. They should. <laughs> I didn't know they could get the rights to that. This is oh, this is gonna be so fucking nerdy. But I remember in the early days of when anime was becoming big in the two thousands, there was an FMV that was really popular, an anime music video. For End of Evangelion that you used red balloons for it. And it was really well done in edited. Good lord. I, I think about it a lot still. I thought you were going to talk about the human, Humanity Salvation Project. No. No, we don't. <laughs> Why has that come up more than two times on this podcast? It's, it's come up the, before. It's at least the third time it's come up on the podcast. <laughs> I just remember like I had like a uh, CD that had just a bunch of like hentai and crap on it. And I saw that. like w- I saw Evangelion porn way before I saw... 
Evangelion. <laughs> really? That surprises me. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, I guess I when I was in like middle school, and then I it wasn't until high school when I started watching Evangelion after Fully Cooley. Looking back, this is probably illegal and creepy now thinking about it. But I I would go to anime conventions a lot as a very young teen because like we had we lived by where they would have Anime Central. It's been going forever. I remember going in like my sophomore year and in the dealer's room. Like, there was people just selling hentai, and I bought some because they didn't care to check IDs. But I just know that those, like, vendors were like, hey, you look like a kid who likes big horny, and I just like, that's me, sir. Uh, and I'm glad nothing worse happened from that. One hentai, please. <laughs> it literally felt like that was the transaction. I picture you wearing, like, like a, a, a little propeller beanie and one of those Giant big, lolly. flat lollipops. Yeah. Did you give them, like, one gigantic yeah. coin? <laughs> Cosplaying a pervert. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, it's all real, baby. Um, I also do like the idea that the Evangelion hentai is tamer than the actual show. <laughs> like, oh, daddy issues. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to see a guy jerk off into his hand. That's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> Should be busting into his sister or something. Um, I mean, he agrees it's fucked up, though. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Um, but God, what a great movie. Um, I'm still surprised that the, the rebuild movies ended up being as good as they were and completely different, too. But anyways, let's get back on track. Episode 10's got a lot of good things cooking. I love Wingman. Sure does. I love that there's two bomb timers in a row. <laughs> like, once again, there's definitely no rewrites, because I feel like they had separate writers, a bunch of writers working on this, and they got to the second bomb scene, and he's like, we already had one in the episodes. Oh, well, fuck, we gotta shoot today. He's like, well, I'm not writing another one. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I, I don't know if I like it or I hate it that the uh, evil scientists are just scientists yeah they don't, they don't have costumes or anything they're just dudes in white coats right this is like, how you know they're scientists yeah. though put, put the soldiers in like an actual just white lab coat would be yeah. really funny to do but no they're just evil yeah, like, don't don't judge a scientist by their lab coat you know yeah they're like i mean they're just like a regular evil doctor like a dr fauci you know <laughs> that's right i'm here to talk about the pandemic. <laughs> uh, um the one thing i didn't like about wing mask was his kind of primary weapon was a boomerang Right. And it's like, well, we already got... And they, yeah. they did kind of a slight showdown between Green Ranger. I thought cool. it was going to be a bigger kind of fight between the two. Because, like, if you have a boomerang guy and a boomerang guy, they got to duel. And they didn't really, like, duel it out. There's, like, one missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. And also, I feel like in, in the fights in this one, I'm starting to see some, like, other than the ball finisher, you know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, like, combo moves and stuff. Like, yeah, it's getting pretty cool. Yeah. I do... I, I do like, once again, I've we, we talked about this in the last two episodes, I'm worried it's going to get really tedious and boring the further we go, but they are still at the stage where they're doing a lot of things, but now they're mixing it up a little bit, and just yeah. enough where I'm like a baby laughing at keys jingling right now, where I'm like, it's still yeah. good! Well, the, I, I do feel like in each of these episodes, they introduced something new in mm. every single one. No. Um, I, I don't know if I can point to exactly what came where, uh, to be perfectly honest, but that's keeping me going because yeah. I genuinely don't know what is going to happen in each episode. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. but what the show really needs is some character development because so far it doesn't seem like we know anything yeah. really about... We know that Red Ranger has a brother who died in the first episode, right? Mm -hmm. Or is yeah. he still alive? Oh, no, he's gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. He bit it. He bit it good. Wait, but, but we didn't know he had a brother who died. We knew he had all his friends die. No, his, it's his brother. In the first episode, he says, brother, I watched up to that. Like, yeah. at the very beginning ah, of the first right. episode. Yeah. See, once right. again, the right. issue is, I, I wouldn't put that onus on you, because all the details are always so fucking lightning fast. I know, it comes out, like, a yeah. mile a minute. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it just cycles through all the details. Once oh, that's, again... That's why we do podcasts with friends, guys. Yes, <laughs> that's why we commune. Yeah. Um... 
Yeah, because like I was saying, on episode two or three, there's like just a throwaway, like, I made the belts for you guys so that you could be the best uh, soldiers. Which I did not know. Yeah, it's just and like... you've had to reference multiple times yeah. for me to remember. Because like, yeah, you think they would like spend the whole time talking about being like, this was developed for this and this power, no, it's not. It's like a scientist just having an aside half the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I made red the leader because it's the best flavor gobstopper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, yeah, well, like I, we kind of went ahead with this a little bit too, with Wing Mask having this like, com, like uh, kind of like, uh, I would say ending where they let you sit in it and think about it, like, wow, he really was maybe yeah. a good guy, which is a really weird choice all yeah. of a sudden. Incredibly weird to yeah. like suddenly like memorialize one of these. Spirits. It's also strange how they use he was using the little girl as a shield, but not like literally as a shield, just so they couldn't attack him with missiles. Yeah. They sneak on the boat, and I don't see how the little girl, they were going to get on, it seems almost like having the girl was going to make them even more have to go yeah. after him than is he just, else. Is he a bad guy, or is he just trying to get them to obey <coughs> Geneva Conventions? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Now I'm starting to think. I did love when the Red Ranger was trying to sneak on the boat. He went over, like, the, uh, whatever you call the rope that attaches the boat to the uh, pier, but he's doing it really friggin' poorly. Yeah. Oh, falling yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, <laughs> they need they need more people just fucking up in funny ways on these kind of shows. I feel like they do they don't always have to be competent. Yeah, uh, I really did like when uh, the Yellow Ranger gets gets trapped and captured and he uh he just sort of like sumos open the door he yeah. literally he like oh no he he, he lets his... out um the other two rangers that are trapped yeah right yeah yeah and he yeah, yeah. He, he, he like literally he slaps his thighs yeah, yeah they they all get in there with because of the fake tornado device yeah. which shouldn't it be a tsunami device or is it a hurricane device hurricane diode so yeah. shouldn't it be tsunami since they're in japan I mean, no, it would, hurricane. Yeah, it would cause. This a, is for some reason they have hurricanes in that in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, it would cause a tsunami though, right? I feel like isn't aren't isn't a tsunami and a hurricane the same thing? Just depending on where they. No, take tsunami place? can be caused mm-hmm. by many things. It's basically like an earthquake. Trying, yeah, it can be yeah. caused. I'm typhoon is what I'm trying to say. Not. Uh, I think oh, that's the same oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, that's true. But Once it takes again, place in Podzuki listeners, uh, tweet at us at Podzuki well, or email us at Podzuki. Uh, podcast at gmail.com and tell us how water works please we don't know <laughs> it's mysterious and we're afraid of well, it. i think like a typhoon it's a hurricane but it spins the opposite way because of because the, it's the, in the a different of the equator ocean. it's on yeah. because it's from australia is that true no it's not 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 the equator it's just a different ocean i think it's just named that because it's in a different ocean. no it's the australians using it. their evil powers in nature against I, that's us. entirely possible why it's are we trying to put labels <laughs> on all these things first of all yeah they spin this way. They spin that way. I think it doesn't matter which way you spin, as yeah. long as you support gay rights. Yeah. I think is the most important. <laughs> as um, long as you support your local. Turn the friggin' hurricanes gay. <laughs> the frogs. Um, uh, Alex Jones, rest in piss. I know he's alive, but like financially, he's dead forever, which is great. Um, I feel like that's about all we got to do for episode ten. We can get an episode eleven, which is Green Shutter, the Escape from Ear Hell. Okay, wow, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about this costume. I'm talking about my favorite costume of all time. But before we do, my first note was, it is time for Green Ranger to suffer again. Speaking of ears, though, I didn't realize until uh, episode 10 that uh, Momo Ranger's earrings? helmet has earrings. Yeah. And they're explosives. It fucking rips. I don't um, know if she actually had the earrings before on the on the helmet. Yeah, I never noticed that them seems on the new. helmet. Yeah. Uh, and now she can just take them off and throw them at people, which is sick. I had, I had, I'm, I'm looking this up again, but I, 
I had to say if boat year is a term for something. It's, I keep looking. I looked and it up nothing. and I can't find anything, any reference to it. I was doing a lot of Googling. But like boat maybe year mask poorly translated. Is, seem, is something translated in a way that we don't it doesn't make sense to us. But like even the think. Wikipedia article page with all the details like say that his name is Boat Ear Mask and the only thing is that he's an Asian themed villain. <laughs> Aren't they all? I think it's, it's just that like if you turn the ears on the side they do look kind of like boats. Oh, mm-hmm. big ears. Isn't that what that means? Oh, maybe. Like a boat ear? I, I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, I'm, I couldn't find I feel any... like I've heard like my black grandma say that before. So you know what I mean? Like it feels like a very southern <laughs> It's just an old like reference, a, like something a, a term people don't use anymore. Yeah, like somebody with big ears, like, oh he's got boat ears on that one. Boat ears. Yeah. I might But he also has an ore that he carries around. Now, here's another thing. He has an ore that he carries around that uses a weapon. Spoiler, his his ears get chopped off towards the end of the episode. And then he attaches it to the ore, and it oh, becomes an axe. They attach themselves yeah. to the ore. Did he? Do you think he knew that? Like, do you think he got his ears cut off, and he's like, suddenly a power's activated in me? <laughs> oh, he's like, I've been waiting for this the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate trick. Yeah. Finally, they cut off my ears, just like I planned. <laughs> okay, my second note, too. So the first note is, it is time for Green Ranger to suffer again. The second note is, he's so fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> he really just gets yeah. the shit kicked out of him yeah. all the time. Uh, yeah, last episode, Green Ranger got crucified and killed. Yeah. Um, this episode, I mean, it's still pretty bad, but he gets like shot in the arm. Like that's, the, that's the one with like the scientist times. who created the bomb that could blow up the planet. Yeah, yeah. Which I'll also say this is the first time that the Black Cross Army seemed to have goals beyond Tokyo. Yeah. Right. I was yeah. gonna say, like, they're constantly trying to destroy Tokyo or the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which again, I want to know more about the Black Cross Army because like they want to take over the world, right? Not destroy it. It, their their goals have really gone all over the place because there's been episodes where it's like we're gonna blow up the world finally as we always wanted to and others are like we will rule the world finally whatever you can get you know yeah it's the seventies the uh, Bodier mask can um, do a lot of stuff he can do he's got a lot of talents I, I the term ear hell apparently the name of the episode is that the straps that come out from behind his ears are called ear hell, and that's the move where it can, they can like grab somebody and strangle them. Yeah, so he, ha- he 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 can do he can shoot straps out from behind his ear that will strangle you to death in a very plasticky way. Yeah, and then he can also shoot darts out of his eyes. Right, mm-hmm. he uh, shoots eye darts. You think mouth, but no, it's it's nope. eyes. Eyes. <laughs> yeah. and you, you think can also... ears. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, no, no. But he uses those to hear. <coughs> Everything, right? Which makes a lot of sense. That one—that's the only one that would make sense as soon as you see him. Yeah, I mean, that guy can hear stuff. Yeah, he's really good at hearing. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to whisper around him. <laughs> but if you told me, "Hey, Brandon, if his ears get chopped off, what are they going to do?" I would not say they're going to attach to the ore and form an axe. That was insane. Yeah, uh, I really liked the tunnel scene where he sort of reveals himself to the Rangers for the first time. Yeah. Uh, where they're like trying to go through the tunnel, and they back uh, up, right? and and then they have to they have to back up, but yeah. then they they've made a switch along the way. Yeah. Um, but like the way that it's shot is actually kind of cool because the ear mask ear mask is like totally in the dark the yeah. whole time, and he just like walks out slowly, and you think it's gonna be like a really scary guy, and you're like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? No, he's absolutely bananas. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then we get the Momo mirror right after yeah, that. Yeah, we get the yeah, Momo yeah. mirror. On the bridge, which is kind of a fun scene. I like how they did all that. So. There's a lot of bridge action in these. What uh, does the mirror do? It's just like, like Chien solar just, flare? It just blinds the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's simple, but it's practical. Yeah. Yeah. Just One, reflects the sun. Yeah, and it's funny, like, her powers are all over the place where she's that, but she's also, like, the explosive expert, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, I love Momo Ranger. Also, anytime she's in, like, not in the Go Ranger outfit, she's always wearing the same outfit, just in different colors. Yeah. Like, the like, vest. Like, the Go Dancer. The rest of them all just wear the wrong color, and it's still driving me nuts, guys. That blue suit that the Red Ranger wears, or the bluish-green suit, just not. It, it, it was like a suit jacket, like a leisure suit jacket, yeah. but he doesn't have a collared shirt on underneath it. It's and you like think a regular it, shirt? You think at least he looks like, like a prick. That's yeah. what he looks like. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a it, real prick. I just wish they would have put a red shirt under it because I know it was later seasons they started doing the color coded like clothing of each ranger. But like, right. Papa needs it. That's all I'm gonna say. Like it's so <laughs> it's so like upsetting. The, the Green Ranger, I think, has the best like uh, air of attitude. I think. Yeah. I know, he seems like the cool guy. I mean, also, with the weapons, the boomerangs are really cool. It's boomerangs are sick. It's pretty yeah. cool. I There's a blue the, one, too, isn't there? Yeah. That's, the, they bow and, they're the bow and arrow? Yeah, yeah, Isle Ranger. He's got the... Which is called Blue Cherry, which I think is kind of a fun name. But again, know. like, these characters don't really have any personality. And, like, well, he's you know, the cowboy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The guitar-playing cowboy. Yeah. Because I feel like, cause, yeah, like, like, blue and green, they kind of have the same 70s mop-top yeah. haircut, right? Yeah. You can tell Red Ranger because he's got shorter cropped hair and he's got a little bit more of like a dick face. Yeah. Uh, is blue or green the younger one? One of them is supposed to be really young. I think blue's the younger one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. green's the oldest one. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I think it's this episode. I watched the dub and this made me laugh really hard. They have uh, ear masks like surrounded. Yeah. And... They immediately surround him. They're all transformed. And then they're like, you won't get away. And then he goes, ah, and he flies away. <laughs> and then the next line is, he got away. <laughs> there, there's another incredible uh, exchange. That one's really good. There's another exchange that I wanted to point out um, where they demand, so one of them shouts, give us back Professor Kudo. And his response is, you idiot. If I if I would do that, I wouldn't have kidnapped him in the first place. <laughs> Which is a great point. <laughs> like, but I do you know, like, I didn't consider your kidnapping mode. I do so also like in some there's a bit more like planning on the Go Rangers part because when they're in, they pick up the professor and then they're initially ambushed by uh, the Black Cross Army, but they did the old switcheroo mm-hmm. with the professor. So He's so one of the sidecars. Yeah. It ends up not mattering. Not at all. Yeah, he still scene. gets really hurt. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him and just Green Ranger getting fucked up. Um, but isn't, again, another problem, I think I mentioned this already, that the Black Cross Army is always stealing their device. and this is, It's a regular problem. Yeah. Just Rather than the Black Cross Army coming up. I guess the uh, Hurricane device, was the, they had made that. Yeah. Rather than... Uh, eagle having made it. Their one idea was the thing that we just like cannot make hide nor hair of like how or why it was conceived. Like, <laughs> What's it going to do for you too? Like having everything destroyed by a giant wind and like so this is the I guess the option where you pick where you want the world destroyed I guess but that doesn't feel like it's really world destroying. Well that one I think they were they mentioned Tokyo specifically. Yeah. They, they really wanted to <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, uh, Hurricane Tokyo. That is the one where they decide that they have the conservative slant, where they're like, "We just want to destroy the major city because it's ruined with crime." Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it changes every episode. 
Um, yeah, getting back to this, though, for the 11th episode, where they, they have all the fights that they do with the the, the boat mask ear. <laughs> Once again, boat ear mask. Boat ear mask. Yeah. Fights Three really nouns. Yeah. The fight's really fun. That they, they get to the end, like I said, where he makes an axe out of his ears. They eventually get to the good old finisher of giving him the soccer ball. But not before. Yeah. The red spark attack. The, oh, I forgot about the red yeah. spark attack. The red spark yeah. attack. Red Ranger's secret power that nobody knew about until <laughs> he did it in the middle of a battle. Because he had to keep it a secret for some reason. From everyone, yeah. apparently. It, it is very much like when kids play on a playground and they just make up powers and they just keep increasing them for no reason. Oh, I can fly. No, I'm invisible. I'm invisible. You can't see me. Well, I have the red spark. Yeah, I have the red spark. <laughs> yeah, it's that energy exactly, but in a very charming way. Uh, the scene also where he does the red spark, though, has like the jazziest fight scene music. Yeah. The... It's fucking sick. It, I thought they were all going to start kissing, to be yeah. perfectly honest. I mean, yeah. It was kind of hot. Well, the music is like, like very like 70s, like... Vaguely porner sounding. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I kept doing, I kept doing the mystery science thing. Yeah. That's exactly it. But it so great good. soundtrack. Love the opening. Love the ending. All around pretty fun and enjoyable. I also really like. I just uh, they they use the the beetle, the bug, the beetle, yeah, the beetle bug, bug. Yeah. yeah, the beetle bug to to, to listen in on uh, he looks at, your mask. And he looks at the white. He's like, what's that? He goes, what's that? It's a beetle. <laughs> Stupid beetle. He's like, cool. <laughs> Yeah, very... What a great day. I love bugs. <laughs> Gigantic, very fake-looking beetle. Yeah. yeah. The size of a fist. <clears throat> you know what? Huge ears, not a big brain. I'm just going to say that now. I'm going to say this was an incredible episode. Yeah, it was a good one. It, 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 it got up to the heights of Werewolf uh, Army episode, but it, it was really fun. Um, I think we can go into the, the 12th episode now, which is the super energy of silver burning hell. Uh, first off, I got to say, <laughs> silver heat mask for design. That fucking... Rips. It's just, it's so fucking cool. It slaps. The drip is real. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. He's got like a weird cape, but he's got like basically like a bug, almost like Kamen Rider esque looking helmet, but it's got Very these red buggy. eyes. Um, my big notes to this too of like is the episode one is like Taro's the boy that hangs around with them. And every time he shows up, he's just there to fuck it up. He's mm-hmm. just there to get kidnapped. Yeah. Every it, single time. Uh, but it's always with them like being like slightly shitty about something. So the, these characters shown up before? Yeah. There's like other like. Members of Eagle that yeah. don't have the. Would you be surprised powers? if I've told you that Taro showed up many times and every time that motherfucker gets kidnapped? <laughs> I mean, definitely be. He's definitely got like a spridal sort of energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just there for a reason for the heroes to have to yeah. save them. I mean, I'm, I'm having a fun uh, throwback to our last episode of when they had a villain they were fighting that was a gas mask. But this lived. did have some character conflict with uh, yeah. was her name. Peggy, Try, yeah. yeah, no, it's not Peggy. It's another. Oh, one. the one, the one of the sister. secret. Yeah, the yeah, sister yeah. who's one of the agents too. And her like having to work for like to lure in the Go Rangers. Which I mean, I don't know. Just the Go Rangers going to come to you anyway. You yeah, know, which part is really of the Black weird. Cross Army. And then on top of that, like Red Ranger was being a real dick this episode, just going out of his way to be just not an enjoyable dude. I agree, but at the same time, like that's something the show needs, like some yeah. character development. Some he's like, he's like maybe a bit too conservative and a hard ass about yeah. this. Like he comes around at the end. Yeah, well, the, but, but this, but this in this episode, and there was a, there was a reason for it because he was he said something about his how his sister was killed by the Black Cross Army. Yeah, uh, when he when they finally had their confrontation, they told somebody. Peggy says he's you're going too far, and he says my sister was killed. Yeah, when his we already knew his brother had been killed by the Black Cross Army. Yeah, and then right? he just brought up his sister. <laughs> yeah, who we know. Also, heard. my sister. And my and dog. Also, my sister was. Killed. <laughs> I like my sister. Then my stepdad. <laughs> and he was a good stepdad, not a bad stepdad. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think it's funny too that um, she is at one point wearing a Dallas Cowboy sweater too. Like it's it's hard not to notice and just look at it like oh Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a, a shout out, a very weird thing to bring up too, but in tandem with this, of uh, it, one of the Common Rider series that are one of my favorites, Common Rider O's, um, which was from 2011. And one of the characters wears a Chicago Cubs sweater for a lot of his outfits. And it's hard not to see that every time and just be like, don't bear. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, no reason he's wearing that. I think the actor's just like, this is a cool sweater. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's funny when you are watching a show like this and just weird American apparel shows up of that sort. So oh, that's where all the hentai stickers went. <laughs> Not all of them, but yeah. <laughs> I, of them. I found one in my book bag that I forgot to put in there when uh, you gave them to us. And I was at work pulling it out next to a co-worker and I was just like, oh no. <laughs> Since yeah. this isn't a visual medium that yeah. we're recording, uh, Luke has just pulled out a very pornographic water bottle. It's tasteful. It's tasteful. It's fun. It's a little kinky. Uh, a little busty. Yeah, I feel... Busty. There's a foot one. A lot of them are foot oriented. The f- the feet one <laughs> I actually feel more pornographic than the ones that are just the scantily clad women because <laughs> it's like you know what's going on with that one more. Well, yeah, it's very obvious that that's the. Uh, I'll just leave it there. No, 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 <laughs> no please. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. Um, just know that we have it on the table now as we record. Um, to get back to this too, and like they have the whole argument about it. it's like, well, I want to save my brother, and then Red Ranger's being a dick about it. Um, you know, eventually they come around and the whole, I feel like the whole time, like silver heat mask is just like, okay guys, come on, make a decision here, please. Yeah. yeah he I'm just, getting bored. He like work your shit out. This yeah. Thing. Yeah. He's a little kidnapping. Yeah. Is this the first episode where we see some like special effects in the sense that he has the heat eyes? I think so. I like that. There's a couple it, of things happening with it that. It did feel cool. more like, like Power Rangers where like you've got the bad of the episode, they're introduced at the beginning. But they have like a specific show like power. what their power yeah. is mm-hmm. and now that's going to be a challenge for the Rangers. Yeah, I, I did like the, the special effect of superimposing the animation over yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the footage. Little, I'm like, here we go. Um, yeah. and Fun the, sound effect accompanying it. There's also, uh, it's sort of at the beginning of the episode, uh, another, uh, it's the second time in the show that they've used stock footage, I, what must be stock, fo- stock footage, of the wildfire. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, a, third, yeah. a third time, also in this episode, where they do the stock footage of people like running around Tokyo in like <laughs> yeah, emergencies. Yeah. And I'm not sure what some of that was for. Some of it was shot for the show but some of it wasn't i'd love to see like how much money they were spending on this because it seemed like mostly just costumes and stuff and like the charges they used for the explosions we spent all the money on costumes we're gonna need you to bring your three jeeps (laughs) and your own clothes that's why they don't match we're gonna be filming everything next to this big pile of dirt (laughs) i mean wondering if like it were the actors that were inside the go ranger outfits or if they were just other people I do like that idea they had to bring their own outfits. They didn't have, like, a department for that. There's no wardrobe, yeah. <laughs> and the secret agent was like, oh, shit, I just got back from my trip to America, and I have this Dallas Cowboy sweater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love that so much still. Um, yeah, once again, I love that Peggy's uh, firing all cylinders this episode kind of snapped some sense in the Red Ranger. Um, just really, I feel like it is a fun showdown at the end of it. And once again, I like the whole silver heat mask kind of, like, I'd say uh, build up to the end of it, but... Yeah, this was, I feel like, this was a more simpler episode where I don't have much to talk about. It's like Bodier Mask, but like, it was a really fun one all around. Yeah. 
It was pretty great. There were a couple of fun moments. Uh, the kidnapping was particularly brutal. Yeah, the cage situation, yeah, lowering yeah. this child into a, a stone cave, like a, a few feet above a pit of water, while he's also he's also tied up in the cage. Uh, that was pretty nasty. And also, when he when he nabs the Green Ranger and then drops him like a hundred feet onto a big pile of rocks. <laughs> oh, that looked painful, even just for the stunt actor having to pull it off. Well, it, it was very clearly just a dummy. Yeah. There's 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 this really funny cut uh, uh, insert shot of the Green Ranger sort of dangling in the net under the bridge. Yeah. And it's just this very stiff dummy with its arms and legs like straight yeah. out at I should sides. say I, I knew that was a dummy but the, the <laughs> thing in the whole rope and then getting in there yes. looks, that was definitely a real person. I'm like, That was Dang. bananas and yeah. looked actually kind of dangerous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really like that. There was also a cut to um, the Yellow Ranger giving Commander a back rub during a very tense scene at headquarters. Yeah, now we're getting into some character that was, development. You that know. was like great. It was just like, they're all stressed out, and the Yellow Ranger's giving Commander a back rub. I feel like that's definitely a cultural thing, though. You know, like, yeah. Just like I know masseuses were like a. Get a foot one oh no, he's totally help. He's helping out a, uh, his bud. But like, I thought about like like Zatoichi, like he was a masseuse professionally. Sure, he was just also a blind swordsman. <laughs> yeah, that was like his passion, but his job was masseuse. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I got rules. But yeah, I mean, we're we're already at the, the end of the episodes. Uh, how how do you feel going through these four? I think they were fine. Like definitely, like they're like kind of boring, but like there's enough camp to where you can enjoy it i don't know that i'd like watch it on my own like probably some of the later seasons i would when it yeah. gets when the writing gets better i'm sure they figure out more tricks to do and get better at it like the longer you do anything you're gonna get better at it also not 85 episodes yeah and once like the zords and stuff start showing do they call them zords in the japanese they call they mecha first for a while but i think they actually do call them zords in general now so yeah but yeah i mean it's clearly like it's a big like cultural phenomenon especially when it came over to america and was like heim saban getting to exploit a bunch of non-union oh, yeah. actors yeah. and uh, making five hundred dollars an episode and... yeah we should make an episode talking about how much of an asshole the sabans were and all that uh yeah we could uh, tie it to the wga strike that's going on that is fun yeah it's funny how things don't change for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, that, that uh, 12th episode was definitely probably my favorite because it had the most going on. It had some character conflict. Yeah, that's true. I did like that a lot, even though I feel like we went through that one a little quicker. There's more actual development and challenges for one. There's not really much you can say about these because it is just they're for little kids. and it's... Well, you haven't seen the werewolf cop episode. So. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty change your life. mature. <laughs> uh, I... Really scary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I would say, we'll get to the rating system. We've been doing this out of five Rangers because, I mean, come on, yeah, it's the five Ranger system. I would say this is, this is the first one I'm going to go below. We've been doing the four out of five each episode. I'm, I'm feeling the three out of three out of five Rangers. The Rangers getting cut this time. I'm going to say our green and blue Ranger because, I mean, listen, I, I love them, but they're, they're the ones that lack in the most. You can't, you can't take away Yellow Ranger. You can't take away Momo Ranger slash Pink Ranger. And then I guess the leader. Well, you know what? Fuck the leader. I don't like that guy as much. Give me back the Green Ranger. The three Rangers. The three out of five. I'm keeping Green Ranger, Yellow Ranger, and Pink Ranger. You don't need to do this, by the way. I just want to. Yeah. 
Good. Good. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's still been fun, so that's why I say it's net positive. I've been mm-hmm. enjoying it, but this is the first one I'm feeling like the repetition a little bit to the point where I'm like, oh, if we do a few more of these episodes, like I, ho- I hope they got something cool going and brewing now, um, or at least making the the mask monsters a little bit more fun for their powers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give this four out of five rangers, and the four is only because Peggy is the fourth ranger. Uh, that's nice. why. I like that a lot. Oh, uh, almost forgot. Uh, I think it's episode 11 where they go in order at the end. Oh, yes, finally. they do. Yeah. I noticed that as well. Yep. Finally. Yeah. It was very exciting. I didn't know it was one of the episodes they weren't in order when they lined up. They're we, never. They, they, we talked about it a lot. It bothered <laughs> me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I am also going to go four out of five. I'm, I'm also feeling the repetition a little bit. Like, there's definitely moments where I'm watching these and. Uh, I can feel myself tune out a little bit because I know how this sequence of the show is going to yeah. go. Especially when we get towards the end of the episode and they're doing the final fight. It's like, alright, I don't need to pay attention. We to know where it's going to go. Final fight. Yeah. There's just no suspense to that. But, like I said earlier, each of these episodes introduced at least one or two new concepts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was either characterization, like in the later episodes, or in the first couple episodes, there were you know new ways of showing the villains. The villains are consistently a total highlight. I yeah. love every mm-hmm. single villain. They are all extremely fun. Their masks are glorious to look at. Yeah. Learning their unique traits each episode is still extremely fun. Um and I'm I'm still really enjoying it, but this is the first time where I started to feel myself actively tune out at certain moments yeah, when I look knew at Twitter what was going to You know what you gotta do? Uh, I watched that on the archive thing. Yeah. The mm-hmm. link you put, uh, you can up the speed to 1.25, Ooh. which is what I do. The podcaster's gambit. <laughs> which, which ups, you know, it cuts the episode by 20 I've watched a couple episodes on, yeah. on that speed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's just, we got lives we're living. You know, we love doing this podcast, yeah. but come on, give us a fucking break. Yeah. Because I try to watch them all at once, and watching four episodes at once is a lot. Yeah, uh, I do two and two. Yeah, breaking two up two is always kind of nice, I think. That's usually what I do, too, is the two and two. Yeah. I've had to watch it on the train twice now, because it was just like I was running out of time, and I had like the last episode to go through. And every once in a while, I wonder if somebody looks over and be like, what was he doing? <laughs> oh, I, he watching some weird porn? This fucking guy. I, that's one of my favorite things to do, is look at what people are looking at on their phones. Yeah, you gotta. You're sitting amazing. next to somebody. Yeah. I, I keep my sunglasses on at all times on public transportation uh, so that I can yeah. spy on people. <laughs> what a, I mean, also, I love the fact that every once in a while, I just see somebody looking at, like, really deranged, or just like, what are you doing? And they're like, okay, I can't look too much, but now I really want to look. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, good times. Uh, I'll give it a, I'll give it three out of five. Yeah, it's kind of like, I got more interested out of just imagining what the behind the scenes must have been. They're clearly like shooting on video, and they must have just been filming at breakneck speed. Just mm-hmm. like, okay, that punch didn't connect, but whatever, we got to go on, move on, <laughs> yeah. get the next fucking scene. We don't have time to, and like that's kind of, and also my appreciation of just seventies pop culture. Yeah, and whatnot. Like I mentioned this. They could have probably easily, if if maybe Banana Splits had been made a little bit later, they could have taken this and used it as a segment, dubbed it over and used it as a segment on the Banana Splits that probably would have been pretty popular. It would have been really fun. <laughs> but, yeah, I think Banana Splits was already over by the time this was a thing. Yeah, and this is, once again, I'm checking just to make sure, this was like 1975, so the production of it has to be pretty insane because it's a Toei production, so at the same time they're doing this, they're also doing 
what I believe is Super 1, uh, Kamen Rider Super 1. And they're probably filming on the same scenes and lots with a lot of similar staff, too. And then also at the same time, I believe Kamen or Ultraman Leo would be going. So it's like a lot of these production units were using, like, once again, similar staff and stuff like that, well, too. So I'm hoping that, I hope we come across an episode where you'll see, like, Kamen Rider in the background. They're, like, yeah. shooting the other they just thing. Forgot, they just forgot to strike something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny because, like, you would think they would do the crossover and it would make sense because of how popular Super Sentai and Kamen Rider is. But they don't have like a true crossover until like I think twenty no two thousand and nine for all these series. Which, oh wow! Yeah, and now they do them all the time. And they're fucking annoying. Um, so because everything just has to be a crossover multiverse thing at some point. And it's it's the the the, the curse has reached Japan as well as all other forms. Of I media. like how you had to recatch yourself because you can't say twenty oh nine. Yeah, twenty oh nine. Not telling you get to the twenty twenties when you start. <laughs> saying it's either two thousand nine two thousand ten because that was with uh, Kaido. Twenty ox nine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's about it for the reviews. I want to get to our stupid games section. I've been uh, looking forward to this one. Stupid games. I want to give you the plot synopsis of a Super Sentai show, and I'm going to give you three titles of what it is and tell me which one you think it is. Uh, 600 million years ago, Pangea created a robot named Bacchus Wrath, who ultimately burned... Pangea, the, 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 the supercontinent? Well, I mean, that's the name of the villain. But okay. It, I know it's, it is the supercontinent. Uh, but he ultimately <laughs> turned on his creator. The King Ranger defeated Bacchus Wrath and uh, uh, banished him from Earth. In the year 1999, um, ooh, ooh. this would be changed, by the way, and retconned in uh, future Super Sentai and Toy Multiverse timelines. Once again, it is a scrounge I don't like. Uh, Bacchus returned to Earth as the ruler of the Machine Empire, uh, Baranoia, and the intention of wiping out all of human life and bringing the machine rule. Chief Counselor Mira revived super energies that had been born of the lost civilization of Pangea, with the intention of creating weapons to fight against Baranoia. Is this I'm series... not going to lie, I didn't follow any of that. It is all <laughs> word garbage salad, I feel like. Uh, so is this series uh, Gosai, Sentai, Dai Ranger, Ninja, Sentai, Kaku Ranger, or Choriki, Sentai, O-Ranger? What do you guys think? Uh, what's the first one? Uh, that'd be Gosai, Sentai, Dai Ranger. I'll go with that one because they have the word Dai in it. I'm going with O-Ranger. Nice. Number two. Go number two, which would be Kaku Ranger. It has ninja in the title. Come on, man. Fucking take this seriously. You know there's not ninjas in this description. What are you doing? Nathan, you're off the podcast. <laughs> now you're right. It's O-Ranger. So. Oh. I actually, they're all real Sentai? They're all real Sentai series. They're actually in order to after Zoo Ranger, which was the one they used for Power Rangers. Um, O-Ranger was the first one that they used new costumes and gave it a new name, which was Power Rangers uh, Zero. Uh, so. Oh, Zio. I remember Zio. Yeah, Zio was pretty dope. I liked it as a kid. Um, the fun thing too is do Di- Power Rangers exist in the Japanese one? Do they ever acknowledge? They do. They've all? done like a few slight crossover things here and there every once in a while. Um, but I do think it is funny of like reading all of these and like seeing what they would use and take from each series. But they completely started doing their own thing by like I'd say like the fourth or fifth year for production. Um, each of these series have a six ranger, you know, like how they have like the green ranger in the original the one. White ranger. And, yeah. yeah. In this series, uh, was that, uh, was that ranger either Ninja Man, King Ranger, or Kiba Ranger? Well, it'd be King Ranger yeah, since be, he was right. Yeah, King Ranger. Yeah, because he, yeah, they announced it in the thing. King Ranger was pretty dope. I'm also guessing King Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you all win, by the way, this time. Though the funny thing is for the season of Die Ranger, they used Keeper Rangers, the White Ranger, with the Power Rangers, but they didn't use any of the other footage for that. Um, 
Which I don't know, it's just a flaw. It's a fun little factoid. So, yeah, good times. What was the name of his saber? Was it Sabu? It was uh, Saba. Because there's that uh, one Chicago rapper I like named Saba because it's based on. I used that. to have that toy. A friend gave it to me. I wish I still had it. It's pretty fucking dope. Yeah. I mean, good outfits all around, too. I mean, King Ranger's a pretty dope look, too, which was the actual Black Ranger for this one. So, um,. Yeah, Mart- I, Martin Luther King Ranger. Am I right? <laughs> when will we have Here a Martin go. Luther King Ranger finally? Not by the color of their suit, but the content of their sword. Uh, d- I'm just saying, I'm you know, you know, Toei ain't ready to do a Malcolm X Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? His beliefs actually aren't that radical if you actually research it's, it. It's <laughs> morphin time by any means necessary. <laughs> that's Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm the Tenth. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, Malcolm the Tenth Ranger. You know what he'd like it if he was back. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna leave on that note. I feel like um, we'll just get to the usual recommendation. The white plugs. devil mask. <laughs> I and think it's Ronald Reagan. Okay, <laughs> there uh... is. I believe there is a white killer ranger actually for one of the seasons. So. Um, I'm gonna need all the information on that. Please. That's <laughs> fascinating. That's another name for the black ranger. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> just the, the, the pull yourself up by your bootstraps, Ranger. Yeah. You're like, hey, this is getting oddly <laughs> inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's the that's the I found it the Abba Killer Ranger, but he's the White Ranger in the one season. So he's gonna kill Abba. He's gonna kill Abba. <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking it's a pretty dope look though. Too. That's sick. Yeah, Very pretty, into it. It's pretty sick. Nice. Yeah, it's like Tiger. Shark. We're making him the Malcolm X Ranger, boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we finally got there. But yeah, let's uh, for a recommendation and plugs. You know what? If, oh, is it all the stupid games? That's a, I'm just doing that for the stupid games today. <laughs> I mean, Ninja Man from Cocker Ranger was pretty dope. They didn't really use a lot of footage from Cocker Ranger for Power Rangers. It wasn't until, like I said, O-Rangers when they actually used all the... Cocker Rangers? Yeah. I don't know... Cocker Rangers. I don't know what Cocker <laughs> Ranger means in Japanese. I should look that up. I should have done more research for this one. Once again, I feel like we're pointing out that usually I do a good job of doing the research before, but not this time. Um, we'll see what it stands for. I'm pulling it up right now. But if anybody's got any recommendation or plugs, go for it, I'd say. Uh, oh, okay. Since we're, you know, uh, a game... I was talking about being a fighting game aficionado. Uh, I'm a bit of an old head. I've been I've been at it since, like, the 90s. I think my first big one was Street Fighter 2. Classic. Where you just play for hours and hours and hours. That's really, like, the first big fighting game. Well, yeah, I mean, it... it it's the blueprint by which every fighting game goes. Everything right before now. that yeah. was more so like beat who was who was beat him up, and then it's uh, Street Fighter One's terrible. I don't it's really bad. Yeah, uh, fighting street. Yeah. <laughs> who was your first like main? Who was like the first character you remember being like, "This is my boy." So immediately, I was drawn to Blanca. Yeah, right? Blanca's that cool. was a big one. But then I eventually became like a Ryu kid. It's hard. It's hard not to. He's got all. He's he's got the fundamentals. Yeah. If you will. I'm not. A, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a good like. Uh, they call them charge characters, like yeah. Blanca or, or Guile. Uh, I'm more of a motion input character, so I like the quarter circles forward yeah. and stuff. I feel um, the same way, too. But, uh, I think this is 05 or 06. Uh, games came out in Japan in arcades or whatever earlier, but on the Nintendo Wii, uh, Tatsunoko versus Capcom. I don't oh, know that's if you've a weird ever one. played yeah. it. My brother had that. He said it was it's amazing. really good. It's a very, like, it, you know, the unfortunate... Uh, thing of 
being out on the Wii, which is like a was a very successful console, but fighting game people didn't mess with the Wii at all. So like, uh, but it uh, it's amazing. It has all these crazy cool. Does characters. it use a nunchuck or just the Wii mote? I I use like the Wii. I had like the Wii Classic controller. Yeah, I got one of those too. You could actually like play it like it's an actual yeah. game, but like. Uh, <laughs> Crazy characters like um um Yatterman and like uh, uh, Battle Cat- of the Planets was Tatsunoko, right? Battle for the Planets. Yeah, I'm looking at all yeah. the character lineup now too. It is uh, Cashern. Uh, uh, I'm having a hard time. Was it G Force? There's G Force characters. That's in what them? I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they have like a weird looking Wario guy on their side. Um. Every I time you bring when, up G-Force, I keep thinking you're talking about the movie about the gerbils. I was just going to bring that <laughs> yeah. up because I remember one time I was like looking at something and like, oh, they've got G-Force on Netflix? But no, it's that movie the gerbils with Zach Galifianakis and Tracy Morgan. Uh, but it did, it came out in like, it was kind of a dark ages for fighting games. So there wasn't a lot of like cool innovation and stuff. And yeah. basically not a lot of fighting games were coming out. Uh, but... Uh, it was right before, generally, the next, uh, tag team fighters were, like, kind of popular in the early aughts and stuff, like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and stuff. Um, but they were inherently busted games, uh, and Tatsunoko was very not busted and very cool, and almost nobody played it. But it's an easy game to find. I'm not going to tell you how to emulate or, like, you know. Yeah, I wonder how much it goes for next. My brother had that. He said it was a lot of fun. He's always been more into fighting games than I was. He's way yeah. more casual, always been, than I am. Yeah. Not There's some dope point. designs I'm looking at all the guys that they have. Uh, the, the art's amazing. The gameplay's amazing. Like, the character, the roster's very interesting and different. You're seeing some, like, they put some weird Capcom characters. Well, they put Alex in it, man. You, you don't see that guy outside of 3 almost ever. Yeah, know. yeah, out of Street Fighter 3. Uh, the only other fighting game on Wii I can think of is Castlevania Judgment. I think it was called. It was like really horrible from what I've heard. I never rented it. But... Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, but it had Smash and stuff. But Oh, yeah, I guess that's... The Wii Smash game. is like a travesty. Though. I guess, yeah, like Smash really kind of reinvented the fighting genre a lot. A lot of like that kind of... Yeah. Rather than taking Street Fighter is yeah. the inspiration. It's more so. Well, and Smash is almost like a completely separate thing. Yeah. Like, as many people are... Like, the Smash Brothers fighting game scene is as big as, like, all the other fighting game scenes combined. It's yeah. insane. That is true. Yeah, it's wild. So, Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. Find an emulator or, you know... Wii's pretty easy to emulate. Yeah. Or buy a Wii for, like, $30 and soft mod it. And yeah. And if you have a Wii, especially one of the original ones, you can play GameCube games as well. Exactly. Oh, man. I want to go back and play Eternal Darkness so bad. Oh, danger. But I feel like I've talked about that all, all, all the time on this podcast. I don't really have any plugs, but you know what? I, I do want to give a shout and recommendation. You know what? I'm going to keep it in the whole tokusatsu world right now. I've been watching the current season of Kamen Rider Geats, which they decided to do as a Battle Royale uh, season where it's all these different common writers against each other and like at first it was like games where they had to win and whoever won get like this wish that's granted it's towards the end of it now it's just like okay we need you all to kill each other and i'm like yes that's what i was waiting for <laughs> sounds great when you say battle royale i need the characters killing each other it's as simple as that so it's been really fun uh it's very easy to bit torrent or find uh, dubs of it you know you just use you gotta you gotta use your internet correctly you know we're in a an age of lost media you got to figure out how to start bit torrenting and getting things downloaded and archiving them, you know? Come on, people. Get yeah. out there. 
I've got one recommendation, a little bit off the track from what you guys are going for, but a film I just saw recently, technically came out last year, it's called How to Blow Up a Pipeline. I keep hearing that one's great. It's really great. Is uh, it a documentary? It is not. It is a dramatic film about a group of people who decide to blow up a pipeline, and it's about how they do it. Um, it's based on a book by the same name which is really about the oil industry. And this movie sort of takes um, the critiques of the oil industry and, and some of the descriptions of their vulnerabilities in the book and turns it into this incredibly tense, exciting narrative with really great characters who have really great um, stories and backgrounds and reasons for being in the situation they're in. Uh, it's just a fucking rip-roaring good time. It's the new based thing. Check it out. It's great. I mean, we've talked about Michael Mann on this podcast many times, but people said it felt like an old school Michael Mann uh, movie updated for modern times. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good sell. I um, I don't know if I feel Michael Mann, but it yeah. is. It's a. It's got all the trappings of a really good heist movie. Yeah, that's um, probably why they went for it. Is Ross yeah. Berman on Twitter? If you know him, so. Oh yeah. I, I don't know if I. But he also he he loves Man Michael Mann there. too much. So I feel like when you love something, you're like, well, it's like that guy. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I'm sure you could find some things <laughs> Michael Manny about this movie. Yeah. No, um, you know, I don't know a ton about the creative team behind it, but I got a lot more. Um, it's more like you know, like handheld cam, um, sort of old school suspense heist dynamics it's great i gotta watch it because i've just heard it recommended too many times also i just realized you can call fans of michael mann michael maniacs uh, which is pretty fun that's me baby maniacs. Yeah, michael that's maniacs. me baby card carrying member of the maniacs chicago icon Jeez, i had something but then i forgot it are you gonna go the route of me and zach of the virgin route or are you gonna go cool movie guy route yeah. what are you gonna do Oh, I don't know. I guess Virgin. Uh, Picard, <laughs> yes. Or did you night? Picard season not too hard. Picard season three on Paramount Plus. It's it doesn't suck. Yeah, because the first two kind of sucked, right? Oh, the first two very sucked. The f first one a little bit less than the second season, but then the third season had a different head writer and uh, largely different creative team. They brought it's more of a TNG reunion than it is just dumb poorly written alex kurtzman crap yeah and it's still not great it's not like watch tng over picard 3 but if you liked tng you'll probably find a lot to enjoy I in picard TNG. 3 it's yeah my, total, my, my dad's oh, a big trekkie so i watched that growing up and it's still mm -hmm. pretty fun to go back yeah i watch all the time i prefer deep deep space nine i mean yeah it's like perfect it's That's also cool. like T and TNG is kind of just a different type of show. It's way yeah. more just serialized than, I, I mean, not serialized, episodic. Yeah. Whereas DS9 how, uh, serialized. How utopian TNG is. Like, yeah. it's, it's very much like space communism utopia. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's the first time ridiculous. I've seen that, like, the going a socialist to the communist route and having it in an ideal world, which you don't really see. I'm still like, man, I can't believe the 90s let that happen to this right. day. Yeah. Early 90s. Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, but it's space. Nobody's going to believe that, you yeah. know? <laughs> that, that, that episode where, uh, speaking of Jonathan Frakes, where Riker sort of like sneers at the uh, Ferengi, we've moved past the need for money. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really like, bad like episode. down on but... it. But terrible episode. But yeah. incredible line reading. It, it's. I feel like it has the same sweet spot in my heart as like the X-Files where... Overall, it's really great, and they have so many banger episodes, but the really bad ones, ooh, they're so fun to watch. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
Well, I think that that's that's all we got. That's all, folks, as they say on uh, Super Sentai, I guess. Um, and yeah, I mean, like we've been saying, our sign off if life's giving you problems, give them give them the spike soccer ball. We've upgraded it. <laughs> Just keep going. It's a really great theme. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys later. <laughs> We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat.